The future is female, and behind every successful woman is herself. At Beach Candy Swimwear, we believe real women truly do shine the brightest. Welcome to the Real Women Shine podcast with Beach Candy Swimwear. Hey everyone, my name's Britt, and I'm the founder and designer at Beach Candy Swimwear, for those of you who don't know me. And today on the Real Women Shine podcast, we're going to be speaking with Bianca Patterson, who is an incredible holistic health and well-being coach and practitioner. And through her own experiences in life, it really led her down a path of curiosity of what it takes to live a very well-rounded, holistic and healthy approach to your life, not only in a reactive way, but in a proactive mental health, well-being, very well-rounded way. So I think during the pandemic and during this time, it's a great time to really check in and see what more we can do to ensure that our quality of life is as good as it gets. Hey, Bianca, how you doing? Hi, I'm amazing. I'm so excited to be here. You look beautiful today. How's things? Everything is going absolutely amazing. I've been wanting to stay in, obviously, with this quarantine, but trying to maximize my time at home with my family and really allowing for this to be a season of growth for me. How about you? Great. Same thing. Just keeping life very simple and staying safe and, um, you know, just, just following protocol as much as I can and just trying to still enjoy summer in parts of just probably, you know, cooking fun little meals that are summer filled and things like that, just to kind of keep that essence alive, but otherwise home and, and keeping it simple this summer. So tell us a little bit more about you, and um, I'd love to just kind of share your, your wisdom and your knowledge and your, your wellness um, just acumen with, with everyone out there who's watching and listening. I am a certified holistic health coach. I'm the founder and CEO of Fertile Soil, which is a seasonal lifestyle brand, which I offer one-on-one coaching and group coaching, but my favorite Thing to do is my curated wellness retreats that I do around the country. And so that's, I'm all about wellness. I'm all about well-being um, and seasonal wellness in particular. And so um, I love what I do. I love working with people and I love seeing their lives transformed um, by them actually entering into a place of complete well-being. You know, I love your seasonality that you practice with the wellness and how there are cycles to things. And I'm sure we'll get more into it, but start wherever you like and kind of drill down a little bit deeper so that um, those at home can really kind of learn some great things from you. Great. Well, you know, my story really starts uh, back in 2011. I have my master's in health administration and I was running OBGYN practices for a large health system back on the East Coast. And I ran myself into the ground. I completely um, was stressed. I was anxious and my heart was racing at 280 beats per minute. I come to find that out. Um, How it really showed up at first was I just felt like my heart was beating out of my chest. I was extremely fatigued. I couldn't, I couldn't get any energy with anything that I was trying to do. Um, and I had actually traveled back to California, which uh, is where I'm from. And now that's where I'm located currently. So I'm excited to be back home. But when I got off the plane, I had to stop and get some toiletries. And I couldn't even walk the aisles of the grocery store. And it was in that moment that I had come head to head with 
no, something's not right. I had felt my heart beating. I had felt as if something was a little bit off, but in that moment, everything, the, everything converged and it was like, no, something is definitely the matter and I needed to seek that out. And so what ended up happening is I ended up staying 30 days here in um, California, where uh, the first five days, they actually admitted me into the hospital and ran a bunch of tests and trying to look at every system of my body, trying to see what was going on um, after they couldn't find anything. Thing, uh, during my actual admittance into the hospital. They sent me home and told me to wear a heart monitor 24-7. The only time I could take it off was when I you know, got into the shower and then immediately when I got out to hook it back up. And they were able to see, wow, no, your heart is racing even when you're sleeping. And uh, both my mom and my husband you know, stayed in the room when I was in the hospital and they could see that even when I was sleeping that my heart was racing at 280 beats per minute. And this is just not normal. And so when I was at home and they could still track that pattern um, with the heart monitor. Yeah. And so I went to see specialists, every specialist known to man, and they said, hey, you know, we can see it. We're not exactly sure what's going on, but you're definitely tachycardic. And so at that moment, which just basically means that your heart is racing and we're going to need to put you on some medicines for the rest of your life. And for me, that just, it didn't sit well with me. And I'm a type of, I've always been a prove it kid. Ever since I was little, I would be the one asking my mom, no, why? Why is this this color? Why does this function that way? So right. when the doctors, they're telling me, hey, we don't know what it is, but you're going to have to take medicine. I was like, oh, no, this isn't okay. So finally, when I was able to get back on a plane, I had had an appointment that was already set up with um, an acupuncturist who has now become one of my uh, closest mentors. And But I was originally going to see her because I had been having frequent miscarriages and didn't know what was going on. Um, but when I went in for the appointment, I said, you know what, Jill, her name is Jill Blakeway. She's incredible. I said, you know what, Jill, I've been, I was coming in because I've been having these miscarriages, but there's something more important that I need to speak with you about. Like I've spent the last 30 days in the hospital and in California, not even being able to walk. And um, as I told her my story, she was astounded. And she said, you know what, I've only met one other person who has experienced this. And I said, really? And she said, no, it was me. And she said, it took me meeting an 80-year-old cardiologist, retired cardiologist, to tell me that it was all digestive. And when she said that, it clicked. I was like, no, this is it. You know how you have those moments where you just know, it's like a knowing, and you're like, wow, this is what I've been looking for. This is the answer that I've been waiting for. And I'm meeting someone who's experienced this. And so in that moment, I really knew that I was in the right place, that, there, that she was someone that would really help me to get back into alignment, my body back into alignment and, and back healthy. And so I took her advice. Um, and not only did I change my diet, but I changed my entire life and how I approached life. And I realized that I needed to have a complete mindset change about how I worked, how I lived, um, and really incorporating different values within my lifestyle. And so I ended up going organic, gluten-free, dairy-free, getting regular acupuncture, making sure that I was resting. And then I actually stopped working. And this took me on a whole journey 
of studying and becoming a holistic health coach and starting the business that I have now of helping other people um, do the same thing. So that's, you know, my story. And, and it's amazing how, you know, something that you have gone through that that ends up being such a powerful piece of what you're called to do in purpose. And so I'm so grateful for that. Absolutely. That's amazing. And it, it's yeah. everything, especially now with the virus. I mean, they say often the news doesn't really talk about, you know, taking your vitamins and eating clean and getting lots of, you know, green veggies in you and taking, you know, just taking good care of yourself, drinking a lot of water. That's very important at all times, but especially now. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that I think that has happened is that now with COVID-19, it's been a complete wake up call to the entire world, right? Never before has health and well-being been on such a decline across the world simultaneously, right? It's the whole world stopped and just a moment it seems like and so as people you know we're living we're in a place where we're living in fear with what's going on and there's a lot of uncertainty um, as it relates to physical illnesses and um, you know people's lives are crumbling right before their eyes they're unsure of what's going to happen in their community what's going to happen in the economy and oftentimes we are the type of people our approach has been a responsive approach, right? Waiting for things to happen for us to respond. And we haven't been as proactive. And a lot of times when you're talking about how we eat and how we live, those are things that we can start to incorporate to be proactive, to help our body to be resilient in such a times as this. And so I think one of the things that we have come head to head with um, in really understanding is, is that we're not as healthy and not as proactive and not as well as we might have thought or hoped we would have been. Right. Um, and I think an, an interesting thing too is, is as we're here, you know, behind these, these four walls of our homes, um, one of the things we're starting to notice is that health incorporates more than just who we are as an individual and how we're taking care of ourselves, but how we're taking care of our families. And that in affects an entire community, entire region, and an entire world. And I think that it's in these moments that we're really being able to, to focus on the impact that we make on one another. Um, and, and we've come head to head with that. Right. So I'm excited and I'm hopeful that we will really take this opportunity of the quarantine to really begin to look at our relationships, right? Our relationships to ourselves, our relationships to our closest friends and families, um, that the relationship that we have in holistically, our mind, our body, and our spirit, and really making, making an effort to do that because those types of things help to fortify us and have actually been proven to, for us to um, get in a place where we're able to cope in moments of crisis. And it also, those are relationships that we have, the health of our mind, the health of our body, the health of our family, all contribute to also our resiliency. And so how we come out of this um, is how and what we do inside this moment that's really going to to make a difference. What are some like tips or things that you would recommend that are just really usable for our, th those listening and those watching um, to really kind of better themselves on a daily basis? Or you know how would how would you recommend that they even begin that that journey? 
Well, one of the things I really want to make note of is, you know, there's a difference between health, wellness, and well-being. Um, and I think one of the things that we have been pushed into realizing is that where policies are developed um, are basically around the area of our health system, right? The health system is more of a system that is reactive. So they deal with disease. They deal with illness. They deal with if there's any type of injury that needs to be um, fixed in the moment. So their, their goal is more of a pathogenic model, okay? And then we have in wellness, it's more of a salutogenic model, which means that it's more proactive, it's looking at our lifestyle, it's looking at the day-to-day -day things that we do to be proactive and keep ourselves in a healthy space so that we're able to move and function in, in the appropriate way. But one of the things that I think is, is really important to understand is that wellness has been looked through or looked at through a lens of the individual, right? So we look at the health health and health in the healthcare system through a lens of, okay, this is for the collective body. This is how, you know, these are the systems we put in place, the models that we put in place for a region and for a group of people in a given area. But wellness tends to be something that we look at as, wow, this is an individual's choice. They're going to choose to, you know, do yoga. They're going to choose to do uh, boxing and green, drink dr green juices. And they're going to tend to to choose these things based on their own desires and their own choice of a lifestyle. And so we've, we've separated those um, within how we approach health and how we look at things. And so from a policy standpoint, we're not really pushing that proactive aspect of things. But then we have well-being. And well-being goes far beyond just the green juice that you're drinking, the type of exercise that you're doing. And it it even goes beyond what has recently, more recently and importantly has come up, which is mental health, right? Mental health is a huge thing right now in mindfulness. We have apps like Headspace and we have apps like the Calm app that are really helping us to tap into our emotions and to tap into a place where we can really help to regulate our parasympathetic nervous system to, to calm down, which is really important. But well-being goes far beyond health, it goes far beyond wellness, it goes into a place that's not only physical and mental and emotional, but it goes into the place of environmental and the societal aspect of a thing and also the spiritual aspect of a thing. So well-being is so much more holistic and all-encompassing. And so it's important that we begin to look at ourselves and look at society and how we approach health and wellness actually through a lens of well-being. And so when you're asking, okay, what are some things that we need to start to incorporate? Um, you know, we need to go far past, okay, what types of greens you're eating, right? Because we, we talk about nutrition and we talk about getting in our macro and micronutrients and those things that are key to really help building up um, our systems and our bodies, but we need to also talk about the societal things that we can do, which is making sure that we're getting closer together in community, that we're thinking about kindness and gratitude. All of those things deal with well-being, whether and also how we're looking at recycling, 
What are we doing when we're getting rid of plastics within our homes, right? We're using glass containers instead of plastic containers, not only because that's good for the environment, but also those plastics have been found to really create um, an environment for our hormonal system that takes it off of balance. So understanding that we're not only connected with one another, but we're connected to the entire environment. And so doing things that keep us fit and well as it relates to physical activity, activities like hiking and swimming and kickboxing and yoga and, and meditation, right, for the mind, but also taking wellness outside of that scope and outside of that sphere and seeing it as total well-being and a total holistic way of looking at it is really important. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yes. I mean, everything is connected and, and my gosh, I've, I've been really actually drinking out of my glass straw from uh, our friend at Surfside Sips, but I'm such a huge proponent of, of getting rid of plastic as much as possible. And it's scary how much plastic there is in just our day-to-day -day things that we buy. Right. Um, but yes, absolutely. That's incredible. Yeah. And you mentioned rest now, like rest in what sense? Like it's not just a nap. I know you have more of a technical term for rest. So what kind of rest are you talking about when you say that we need to take some time out to rest as well? Yeah. Well, I think what's really interesting is when we look at this quarantine, really, we've all been put to rest. When you look at, um, I was just reading something recently and it was saying that for the first time in history, have they been able to actually see the Himalayas, right? So the environment in itself is people have been not out on the streets and they've been taking a rest. The, the, the environment, the land has been able to rest and now we're able to see things more clearly. We're able, the, the, the oxygen that's in the air is so much more saturated and we're really able to enjoy that. And so I think that we have to understand that rest is not just sleep, right? Um, and sleep is essential to our well-being and to our wellness. But rest really deals with a space within yourself where you are at peace. And so one of the things that's important to understand is even going back to, to the story of um, what I experienced in 2011 with my, my burnout, with the stress and anxiety, is that really from a physiological level, what was happening is my vagus nerve, which is connected to your brain, to your face, to your heart, to your lungs, to your kidneys, to your gut, was actually um, being... Uh, disrupted. So it was actually making my the heart, my heart, the variability of my heart was not appropriate and where it should have been. And so what what you do is when you put yourself in a, a place of rest, it actually helps the vagal tone. So the tonality of that, um, of that nerve to begin to calm down and to begin to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. So rest isn't just, there's actually a physiological um, metabolic thing that's actually going on within your body when the parasympathetic nervous system turns on, right? And um, begins to calm everything within your system. That vagus nerve actually affects your reproductive organs as well. So when you think about what was going on with my miscarriages and my heart palpitations, you would think that those were two different, um, two different organ systems, which they are, but they were connected by this one nerve. And so it's important to understand that rest helps every system of our body. 
it begins to allow for, for everything to be calm and at a state of peace so that every organ system can begin to function in the way that it really needs to. I think the other thing that rest does is, is rest is also a, a mental space in which whenever something goes into rest or something goes into Sabbath, um, it's a time in which there is recreation, right? There's, there's a powerful thing that happens when we go into rest. When our body sleeps, things are regenerated. But also when our minds are at rest and our body is in a place of rest where we're calm, we're in a place of trust, we're not doubting, we're not fearful, there is something that happens within us that allows us to recreate and bring about what's next in our life. And I think it's amazing because we have found ourselves in this quarantine set inside these walls and told to really rest, like let everything rest. And we're talking about the new normal, right? This is like a catchphrase that we're using, like, okay, there's a new normal coming about. And once I'm, the thing that I'm concerned about is we're saying the new normal and it's more of something that we are going to respond to instead of understanding that we have the process and the ability to create the new normal, right? The new normal isn't something that's going to happen to us, but we've been put in this place of rest in order for us to recreate. This is a perfect time for us to look at ourselves and to evolve, right? What's the next thing that you're called to do? What is something that you, an area of creativity or um, personal expression that you haven't been able to really push into? Well, this is a time that you begin to, to journal. This is a time that you begin to really rest and be still and hear and feel what your body is saying. You know, we're so busy going here, going there, working, taking care of the kids, taking care of the husband. We're, we're doing all of these things. And, and that's why, you know, our um, chronic disease rate is so high, you know, and all of those things are, um, the diseases that we're experiencing are more preventable than they are anything else. And so when we have these moments, it's time for us to really see and assess ourselves really get into a place where we can say, hey, this is what's been going on in my life because I'm now resting. I'm re now feeling different parts of myself differently. I'm now feeling, wow, different passions uh, raising up. And I'm able to evolve and recreate and even take myself into a different space, into a different dimension, into a different growth um, of who I'm called to be. And so rest does an amazing, gives us an amazing opportunity to build the new. And I really believe we are in a time of the new renaissance, right? When you think about the new beginnings and, and what's to come next, um, it's those people you find that there's tons of people that the inventions that have come out during times of famine, during times of um, quarantine, or, or when things seemed, seemed as if there was an unrest, these people were able to tap in um, to a restful place even when there was crises around them to come up with solutions that would be the next thing um, for, for the whole entire earth, for their community. Um, you know, the chocolate chip cookie was made, the basketball was made. I mean, all of these different inventions were created. And that is a process that these people were able to tap into rest and create solutions, recreate themselves and be the answer for tomorrow.
Wow. That's incredible. I'm so inspired by that. I, I agree. I, I have moments of wild creativity during quarantine that I really haven't experienced in years because I'm forced to pause. The sun's beaming in behind you. You look like an angel. Oh, wow. <laughs> you too. It's giving us hope. It's so funny because I was thinking about in that same thing with rest is that rest, it helps us to dream again, hope again, be inspired again, right? The heavens open and we're getting enlightenment, right? So when you're saying that the light is beaming, I'm yes. like, wow, it's a moment of enlightenment for us all. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. What else did you want to share? Well, I just wanted to just briefly speak um, about just some few tips that I'd like to leave your listeners about how to really capitalize on this season of quarantine um, and how they can really come out of this moment feeling stronger and shinier and shining like never before, um, you know, after this. And I think that I really want to encourage this because I feel like there is a lot of people that are like, wow, I'm just trying to get out. I just want to you know, get going, but I don't feel that they've really harnessed all that they need to harness in this moment. And so I want to just leave the listeners um, with five not so thought of things that they can be doing, you know, some things that may not just be like, eat healthy, stop grazing, because of, I myself have been in a place of grazing, you know, you get into okay. a place where, <laughs> where, where you're in the house, and you're like, well, I'll just have a little nibble of this and nibble of that. And so I want to, although that is, um, although that is a something, you know, it's easy to say, hey, just stop grazing. I want to give some tips that, that people might not have thought of. So, um, okay, great. So number one, I would really want to encourage uh, the listeners to really focus on their environment. So not only their internal environment, but their external environment. What's interesting, I'm going to start from the outside, outside in. What they've found is that countries that kept their parks and their forests open around the world, that they had less incidence of COVID-19. And so it's important to understand that making sure that you have the opportunity to get out and hike and take a walk is so powerful. Um, the Japanese culture calls it forest bathing. So actually getting out into getting out into nature, being able to breathe that fresh air is so important. And the natural aromatherapy that is coming from the plants and from the trees are really helping to activate that parasympathetic nervous system. So take a bath, but take a bath outside, right? Love it. <laughs> take a bath outside. <laughs> and then also, um, I just really wanted to encourage them to, to take, a, take a look at the inside, the inside environment of their homes, right? I mean, how are you communicating with those that you love? Are you making sure that your atmosphere is full of kindness, full of gratitude, right? Making use of the gra your gratitude journal, making use of saying hello, yes, thank you, please, I love you. Creating an atmosphere that is um, beautiful to live in is really important. And so making sure that the energy and the atmosphere of, of your home is important. Also making sure that you're creating a safe space. So if you like cushy pillows or you like candles, or if you like to diffuse aromatherapy, make a place in your home where you really feel safe and you really feel secure and you can really be in a place where you can rest and create um, at the same time. One of the things that Dan Butner, he is the author 
um, of blue zones and he did a 20 year research project on um, the centurions or these people that live to be over 100 years old. And what he found was that those that searched or sought out to really be healthy and to live long, that those weren't the ones that, that were healthy and live long actually. Their effort to try to do that is actually what put them in the wrong space. But what he found was these people that had longevity, how they actually lived was they created an atmosphere that purposed and positioned them without even um, trying. So they made sure that their atmosphere around them was healthy and because they had no choice, because they developed that atmosphere, they ended up being healthy. So number one, focus on your environment, both the inside and the outside. Um, work on incorporating breathing practices, right? Slow down, pay attention to your breath. Right, just pay attention to those inhales and those exhales, just the simple breathing that you're doing. You don't have to make it complicated. Just take some time to slow down and focus on what your body is doing. It, it, it's rhythm that already knows how to move and how to function. Um, if you wanna go deeper into breath work, you can do the four, seven, eight breath, which is to breathe in for four inhalations, hold for seven and exhale for eight. That's something that I recommend to clients. And then you can also try doing alternate nostril breathing, which is a powerful uh, breath technique that also helps to invigorate and bring your body into a balanced place. Um, number three, focus on contemplation. Take an assessment. Take an assessment of your um, relational landscape. Take an assessment of your spiritual landscape, your mental landscape, and really just see where you are right now so that you have a launching point and begin to take time to pray and journal those things out so that you have a record of where you were, where you are, and where you're going. Um, another thing is to, number four, is to exercise your imagination and engage in creative practices. Be like a child, right? Some of us have children at home. Look at them, look what they're doing. Roll around with them, have some fun. One of my friends before in October, before I actually went into a rest, because I felt that I needed to rest in October, um, she said, Bianca, when was the last time that you had fun? And I thought about that and it was like, it was so sad. But I thought like, wow, rest, what I'm about to enter into requires fun. So make sure that you take time to have fun. Make sure that you're incorporating um, activities like coloring, like drawing, which are incredible um, activities that you can do uh, to really trigger that area of, of fun and creativity as well. Um, and visualizing, um, really take time to let your imagination run wild. As adults, we don't let our imagination take over. And so really helping to, um, you see people like Michelangelo who said that he, he saw the stone and then he just allowed for the angel to come out of that stone, right? He just allowed his hands to follow what it was, what they needed to do to bring forth what he saw in his imagination and what he saw before him. Um, Henry David Thoreau said, the world is but a canvas to the imagination. So even in that thing, what, what, can you imagine right now? My mom, when I was little, my favorite quote to her, she would always say, she said, Bianca, you would always tell me, think of the possibilities. And so that's what I wanna encourage people to do. Think of the possibilities. Don't just think of where you are now, but think of where you can be tomorrow, where you can be in 10 years, where this world could be, and really allow your imagination um, to really run free. And then lastly, I just want to um, 
to just share that I really believe that um, this wellness sabbatical that we've been experiencing is going to continue on because rest is something that keeps us and sustains us in a place of well-being. And so what we're going to find is that we're going to find a lot of uh, corporations are going to begin to either have, which we're seeing right now, having their employees to work from home, right? So you're going to have to try to find this balance. We, we call it work-life balance, but I really believe that it's going to be a wellness sabbatical type of model where you are incorporating work and you're incorporating wellness in the same moments, in within the same day. Um, it's really trending where, where we're seeing that even corporations are finding that their employees are more productive, they're more healthy. Uh, when they take the time to allow their employees to go to these wellness sabbaticals, right? And these wellness sabbaticals aren't just retreats where you're having all of the good wellness things, but you're actually being able to do work and you're being able to have the massages and the courses on and on nutrition and it's all incorporated so this is a trend that's going to be happening that's coming uh, down the pike because what we we're having to realize is is that we can't just have these solid moments where it's like wow things have been run amok and now we have to in a quarantine, but we have to continue to put ourselves in a place where we're maintaining this type of lifestyle. And so we're going to have to incorporate that into how we treat our employees and how, um, how uh, the corporation is managing wellness and well-being as a whole. And so I really believe that we're in a place of true reformation and change and well-being is going to be the hub of a lot of decisions, whether it's in finance, whether it's in economic whether it's in the healthcare system, whether, whether we see that in business and technology, but we're going to see that, that well-being and wellness play a key role to all of these things. And so we're going to have to make it a key moment and key points to be intentional about how we prioritize our health, our behaviors, being intentional, being proactive, being responsible, and really empower, empowering one another and empowering ourselves to engage in healthy behaviors. Absolutely. That's amazing. So for those of you who don't know, Bianca and I met years ago when I first started Beach Candy in Corona Del Mar as a storefront. And we met right before she was getting married and we made her a few suits for her honeymoon and our magical friendship and relationship started there. And we've always kind of just had this bond uh, from the beginning uh, and just very similar kindred spirits, I would say. But Bianca uh, has a few suits with her here today to share, and um, I'll let her take it from here, but I just wanted to share uh, a few of our uh, actual designs that we've done together. So first, everyone knows Beach Candy for its amazing suits. So of course, I have to bring out my living my life like it's golden Love suit. It. And if it doesn't shimmer, <laughs> and if it doesn't dazzle, let me tell you something, it's not beach candy. So this is one of my favorite suits. It is golden, it shimmers in the sun. You see the light behind me? Yes. I know that it's catching it. So of course, the fabric is absolutely amazing with this, it's golden hue and shimmers. But then 
This is what we know beach candy for. All of this candy here that just laced the sides of my hips that makes it look absolutely amazing. Um, you know, I'm so thankful because not only does it just sparkle and dazzle, but it fits me perfectly and I feel so comfortable in it and secure. This suit um, was actually made uh, for our anniversary, our five-year anniversary. So I always come back to Beach Candy when we have major, <laughs> major um, trips that we're taking because I yeah. need a new suit. And so this was a really special suit. It's, it's, it's interesting because I feel like all of my suits I mark by what vacation it was. Um, and so for me, it brings back such great memories because this suit was worn in Jumbi Bay um, amongst all of the starfish and the crystal blue water. So when I see this suit, I just think about that and my time with my husband and us just sitting on the beach um, in this private location and just feeling amazing and dazzling um, in the water. It's absolutely spectacular. So everyone knows about the suits, right? Everyone knows about the suits from Beach Candy, but I feel so blessed and yes. excited because not only do I have a, well, tons of bathing suits actually, but I have this beauty that was custom done by Beach Candy. It says Miss Patterson. This is my uh, New York Giants jersey. My husband, let me show you the front. Oh, it looks so good. Gorgeous. Oh. So when you talk about men getting ready for game day, no, women get ready for game day. And the way that women get ready for game day is through having a custom jersey made by Beach Candy. So my husband played on, this happens to be the Giants jersey, but I actually also have a jersey from the Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles when he played there too, because he played 10 years. So I have two jerseys that are um, just blinged out with candy. And don't and get any ideas, people, because I only do this for Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm trying to tell you, I went into the stadium, okay? And I mean, I feel like I took more attention than the cheerleaders, and I was fully covered, okay? So this <laughs> So this is what I'm saying. It's so exciting to be able to, you know, not only go from the beach, but to the stadium and be all dazzled up. And it gave me such confidence when I was wearing my husband's name, you know, on the back of my jersey. So proud of him. So proud of the work that he's done. Um, and to be his wife in the stands cheering him on. Um, he has an amazing story of resilience, too, and health and, and, and recovery. And so for me, uh, this jersey in particular means a lot to me because um, the Giants actually picked him up after he had recovered from his ar arterial venous malformation of the brain. And so for me, this represents overcoming, this represents resilience, this represents health and wellness and really coming back shining, right? Yes. Um, and so I'm excited that this was the jersey I'm able to share with you guys because, um, you know, when you're able to overcome, when you're able to push through, which we all are doing in this very moment of crisis, you want to make sure that you come out shining, that you really are showing, wow, I've overcome, I'm victorious. And Beach Candy has always been there for me to make sure that I've been adorned in the right way. 
Oh my gosh, Bianca, thank you so much for sharing those beautiful memories. And it's just such a pleasure to sit here and, and you know, reminisce about these past moments where we've designed such beautiful things together. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Women Shine podcast with Beach Candy Swimwear. Please give us a thumbs up if you liked this video. And if you want to see more, please click on the subscribe button below. Don't forget to click the notification bell, which will notify you when a brand new Beach Candy video is published. We hope this episode brightened your day and inspired you to shine your brightest. If you want to learn more or experience our famous fit, you can head to our website at beachcandyswimwear.com.